Welcome to the Beef Brunch Educational Series podcast, bringing you information on cattle production and management in Louisiana and surrounding states. All right, good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us for our Beef Brunch news update on Monday, August 31st. We hope that you are all safe and well, and we're going to spend a good bit of today talking about different resources um, that you can tap into in response to all the damage from Hurricane Laura. So Vince, I'm going to turn it over to you for an update for Central and South Louisiana. Okay, Ashley, thank you for having me today. Uh, it's it's uh, been quite a quite an interesting venue the last uh, four days, five days, uh, with the onset of the anticipation of Hurricane Laura getting here, uh, most powerful and biggest impact of any hurricane uh, to hit that area, and you know since the late mid 1800s. So, uh, with that being said, it's uh, it's unprecedented the amount of damage that's there uh, to homes, infrastructure, uh, even you know. Lake Charles and further north uh, was had the opportunity to go down there, help some friends uh, to pick up some pieces, cover some roofs. Um, but cattle meandering, walking around uh, unfenced, um, you know, cattlemen from uh, coastal areas move move their cattle up further north, and uh, the devastation to their infrastructure and fencing was as great as it was along the coast. So it's pretty uh, pretty unnerving uh, is to say the least that, that how how badly damaged the area is for for a large area uh even you know way up into central louisiana so um you know but generally our weather you know the tropical state has been really hot really humid following the storm uh today yesterday and today we we're under a heat advisory for central part of the state um you know with heat indices exceeding you know well above 105 degrees um, it's 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 been it's been a terrible four five six days of weather, uh, needless to say. Thank you, Jason. Can you kind of go over what we've seen here in North Louisiana? Yes, ma'am. Um, so we uh, just about did over events. It was uh, I mean we did not have near the wind, but. Uh, um, we for 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 us here in in, uh, in North Louisiana, it was uh, it was pretty nerve wracking for most folks to try to go through a a Category One. Um, lots of timber damage, lots of uh, trees down on fences. Um, this uh, this storm went right through the gut of uh, commercial poultry production country. Uh, we did uh, we did have quite a bit of damage. Uh, not any major structural damage to poultry houses um, but uh, we certainly did have a lot of tin removed and uh, some some structural repairs that will have to go forth and in, um, in that that industry most of those guys are still operating on um, on backup generator power trying to keep those birds alive in the houses um, another issue that uh, was come to light is uh, access to water. Uh, a lot of our rural community systems went down, no backup generators. Uh, so if those, a lot of our guys that didn't have uh, stock ponds, uh, surface water for, for drinking water, uh, they got into a little bit of buying there for, uh, for water sources. Um, in terms of just field conditions, um, we actually needed the rain. Uh, we didn't need it as hard as fast as it came, but uh, we did we did need the rain in terms of some 
getting some pasture conditions and hay field conditions back uh, back where we needed it. So that uh, on the um, I guess right here in north central Louisiana, uh, five to eight inches of rain as you move west from here, uh, those uh, those amounts got a little bit higher. As you move uh, move towards the Mississippi River, those amounts got a little bit lower. Um, but uh, we we definitely welcome the rainfall that we did get uh, on our pastures and our hay fields. Uh, but a lot of guys will just be cleaning up debris, uh, removing trees from fences, uh, trying to get back to some some resemblance of normalcy whenever we can get power restored to a lot of these areas. Thank you. Do you mind talking just a little bit about um, the fuel resource that we have for those poultry producers and um, the Louisiana Farm Bureau hay clearinghouse and how our uh, cattle producers can use that? All right, so first off on the, uh, um, the program that Louisiana Department of Agriculture uh, has rolled out, uh, they uh, they realize the need. Uh, so uh, traditionally, or a normal operating procedure is for uh, each parish office of Homeland Security to make a web EOC request uh, for emergency fuel. And, and typically that is not done. That's done more for businesses, uh, hospitals, infrastructure type deals. And it's really not designed for uh, for animal needs, but um, Louisiana Department of Agriculture, they stepped up for that and uh, they helped us with a poultry fuel hotline number. Uh, that number is 225-952-8158. Again, 225-952-9158. Uh, that's the number that poultry producers can call uh, if they are uh, having difficulty locating fuel uh, diesel fuel for backup generators through their normal channels. Um, uh, those guys, um, um, those vendors at Louisiana Department of Agriculture is identified are out. I got several phone calls yesterday uh, that um, they had received fuel deliveries yesterday. So those, that's a that's a much needed uh, resource that's been provided uh, through that hotline. Uh, the process is. Um, easy doesn't take a lot of your time uh, and they'll deliver it to you so i encourage those commercial poultry producers that are listening to uh, to reach out if you are in need uh, and your your normal channels of diesel fuel has broken down the hay clearinghouse has uh, been activated by louisiana farm bureau federation um, you can uh, make requests online for hay needed uh, if you have hay transportation needs, if you want to donate hay, if you want to donate trucking, uh, if you want to donate pasture, uh, or if you have pasture needs, uh, there's a form that can be uh, filled out. If, you, if you're having trouble like a lot of us are with internet access, reach out to uh, your local extension agent and they, uh, they can help you uh, get that form completed. Um, and, uh, and get those needs out there. So again, that's not just if you need hay or pasture, that's also if you want to donate hay and pasture or transportation. Um, uh, please uh, please access that uh, Louisiana Farm Bureau Hay Clearinghouse, and that's what it's called. So you can go to louisianafarmbureau.org backslash hay clearinghouse, and uh, you can access that form or you can, um, you can donate or you can request uh, needs for pasture 
and hey. Thank you. So any links that we talk about today um, will be in the video description or the podcast description, depending on how you are accessing um, this news update. Vince, I'm going to turn it back over to you if you'll talk about some other resources um, and surveys and things like that that we have, as well as uh, burn bans that are in effect in, in multiple parishes. Sure. Thanks, Ashley. Uh, as we discussed, some of the you know livestock assistance uh, that we, we help and assist with through the state, uh, we do have a standing operating procedure when it comes to this uh, large-scale disaster assistance program, uh, which you can contact your local extension agent, uh, just as Jason mentioned regarding the hay clearinghouse, uh, you know, that's a resource that we provide to you as, a, as an extension service. Um, so any request that you have or any uh, disaster situation that you have that you may want to identify that you need assistance with, uh, we have a standard operating procedure to do that uh, so we can help you and help you get the resources needed uh, to hopefully overcome some of the immediate uh, effects of this storm. So you can reach out to your local extension agent uh, or, you know, get online to Louisiana Department of Ag and Forestry uh, at their website. Uh, you can, you know, find that resource there. Um, but I would suggest that you talk to your local extension agent as that will be a faster approach uh, in most cases to making that connection. Uh, re regarding damage surveys, we currently have an ongoing survey uh, through the Ag Center. Uh, Dr. Guidry, our, one of our Economist who is stationed out at Rice Research Station in Crowley uh, is heading that up for for the state entirety of the state. Um, so we're we're currently and actively uh, sending information uh, to update damages as they come into us. Um, so we should have a report back on that uh, sometime later on this week, as as he put an email out earlier today that he was he was working on compiling the information needed. Regarding burn bans, and as Jason mentioned earlier concerning uh, rainfall with the hurricane event, uh, most of this area received, you know, in central and south Louisiana in excess of, you know, eight inches of rain in the immediate effects of the storm and even moving further north. Uh, those parishes of Allen, Borgard, Calcasieu, Caldwell, Cameron, Catahoula, Concordia, you know, it doesn't seem like, you know, you'd have a burn ban in place with uh, eight inches of rain that that fell with a storm event, uh, but I guess the reason for this would be that any excessive amount of burning that would occur and you know cause you know a chain reaction, so to speak, or um, from burning that that would affect things that that do not need to be burnt. So um, the you know burning should be approved by your local fire district uh, and probably monitored uh, by that uh, for those for those needs. If if you're doing some cleanup. But I would uh, check with your local office of emergency preparedness on the protocol for that, because they, you know, they may differ from parish to parish uh, as far as you know paperwork and what's what's you know they may have dump sites set up by FEMA or what whatever it may be to dump off these uh, to a centralized location for burning purposes or or uh, discarding of any tree debris or material from from houses or or farm dwellings or whatever it may be. So. Um, that's the suggestion we have, you know, at this point, uh, this week will be very interesting in all these uh, categories of conversation we had, so to speak, because it's it's going to get going to get really, really, really busy. And, uh, you know, people are going to be uh, reaching out, you know, for, for resources and, and a need uh, as they, 
uh, begin to compile the, the need and for um, what's occurred. Ashley, I'll give a little bit of a little bit more insight on the burn ban too. Is uh, so it goes back to the statement that I made about these rural water systems, and I think if you read the statement put out by um, uh, the commissioner's office, they're trying to prevent excess. Um, I guess uh, uh, the word I'm looking for is is excess burden or excess strain on these rural water systems that are already struggling to provide water to um, uh, to their customers just in a I guess limping along state uh, and if we we start having unneeded fire calls and um, uh, those those rural fire departments volunteer fire departments have to start going out and and trying to fight fires that may not be needed at the time that's going to put an added strain on on those rural water systems. So I think that's, even though it's like Vin said, it's kind of crazy that we get that much rain and are in a burn ban, but I think it goes back to the fact that uh, they're just trying to alleviate an extra burden on, on some of these rural water systems. All right, great. Thank you both. I want to touch just a minute on um, some requirements for your livestock. And again, um, you know, I, I personally haven't gone through a hurricane until like Jason said, we had, you know, category one um, situation up here in North Louisiana. And, and it's just hard for me to, to fathom going through such a disaster, but your animals still have certain nutrient and water requirements. And the Ag Center does have good resources um, for your livestock to prepare for disaster and recover from disasters. So if you go to the lsuagcenter.com and look under livestock, we do have a disaster uh, preparedness and response category there on the livestock homepage. And again, I'll link that below. But I just want to mention for, for just a moment, uh, water requirements. So your adult non-lactating beef and dairy cattle, and remember those animals still need 10 to 15 gallons of fresh water per head per day. Uh, bulls and lactating cows, that goes up to 20 to 25 gallons per head per day. And our younger growing cattle, less than about 500 pounds, they're going to require 5 to 10 gallons per head per day. So Dr. Christine Navarre has a good publication out on that, as well as uh, ways to get fresh water to those cattle, um, information on water safety, and different aspects there. So um, I will link the publication directly again, as well as the disaster response information for multiple livestock species uh, in the description for the video and the podcast. Another resource uh, really if, if you want to help. So if you're not sure of, of how to help people that are in need, uh, Louisiana Department of Agriculture and Forestry has launched a GoFundMe. Uh, these monetary donations will go towards aiding animal relief efforts following Hurricane Laura. Uh, that money is going to provide supplies and equipment necessary for both pets and livestock. Um, and LDAF will be responsible for um, making sure that those funds get used appropriately. So again, that link will be in today's description. Jason, with that, I'm going to turn it over to you for our market update. All right, I guess I would just add to the fact you're talking about uh, help with livestock assistance and, uh, and Vince knows this well. Um, so this this hurricane came 
I've mentioned the, the, the fact that it, it gave a gut punch to the poultry industry, but if you look at the livestock industry as a whole, um, this hurricane came right through the middle of livestock country. So the majority of our beef cattle uh, are located in that southwest part of Louisiana up towards Natchitoches. I mean, if, if you look at, um, at livestock inventory numbers, that's where the majority of our beef cattle are located in the state of Louisiana. Um, so not only did it affect uh, uh, the poultry industry as a whole, it really gave a gut punch to our to our beef cattle industry as a whole too, uh, especially for those folks that were unable to evacuate those animals prior to the hurricane. So we certainly need to keep all those folks in our, in our thoughts and prayers. Uh, looking at the markets uh, ending for uh, the week, August the 28th, in the five area feeding region, uh, negotiated cash sales range from 104 to 105.50. Uh, that's about a dollar to five dollars lower than a week ago. Uh, October futures are currently trading at a dollar five, December to dollar eight, uh, February to dollar eleven. Uh, five to six hundred pound steers sold between a dollar thirty-six and a dollar forty-three. Uh, that's about three to seven dollars lower um, than the pre than the previous week, and we're also trending a little bit down. Uh, from year ago levels as well on that class of cattle. Uh, seven to eight hundred pound uh, feeder steer sold between $1.26 and $1.38. That's steady to three dollars higher than the previous week. Uh, and if you look at uh, year ago levels, we're, uh, we're slightly above or steady with year ago levels on that class. Uh, October futures currently trading down a dollar. Uh, from a dollar thirty-nine to a dollar September and October futures are also down a dollar at uh, about a dollar forty. Uh, so on the feedstuffs, um, most everything is starting to trend a little bit higher in terms of feedstuff prices. Uh, soybean meal up twelve ten at three hundred seven twenty. Uh, corn gluten feed meal up fifteen at four seventy-five. Uh, it's four hundred seventy-five dollars a ton. DDGs are up eleven dollars a ton at uh, one hundred and thirty-four fifty a ton. Cottonseed meal is steady at two hundred forty-five dollars a ton. Soybean hulls are steady at ninety-five dollars a ton. Rice bran is steady at hundred dollars a ton. Whole cottonseed steady at two hundred five dollars a ton. Uh, and corn is up twelve cents a bushel. Uh, I know those guys are happy to see those prices coming up a little bit. Uh, but corn is up uh, $12 a bushel at $3.58 a bushel. And that's all I've got in the market session. Okay, thank you. I'm going to wrap up today um, with just a couple of reminders. So our monthly uh, beef brunch webinar will be held next Tuesday, September 8th at 10.30 a.m. Uh, please remember those are live events. So if you want to jump on um, that, you can. We have information on our lsuagcenter.com slash beef brunch. Um, that will be with Dr. Christine Navarre. She'll be discussing internal parasite control. And then again, I've mentioned it a couple of times. We do have a podcast version of our um, beef brunch series. So we are on Google, Spotify, Overcast, and Pocket Cast. And I keep saying it and I keep my fingers crossed, but we're still waiting on Apple to approve us. So we do have a request in for that. And again, we are sending our thoughts and prayers with everyone. If you have things to donate um, to livestock producers or if you're in need of assistance, please reach out to your local Ag Center office or to Louisiana Department of Ag and Forestry. 
and be sure to check out all of the links that we have for different resources in today's description. Thank you and we'll be back with you in a couple of weeks.